hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 142 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode the Gris Spoiler Cast, because I'm spoiling Gris. We're going to get into the game. Anyway, uh, before we start that, though, I want to remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. If you have a game you want me to review or play or an opinion, you can also drop it there. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve, or, you know, again, if you have something you want me to review, uh, leave it there. You can find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe, and um, you can also find me on the Google Play Store and Apple iTunes. Please go there, like, subscribe, give me the ratings, things like that. That would be great. So yeah, this is just a continuation of episode 141 when I gave my quick impressions of Gris. I'm going to get into full spoilers, so you've been warned, warned I'm going to spoil the whole game, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole thing. So if you don't want to be spoiled, please turn away now. Um, I did some digging, and I found the composer for Gris. The music is amazing. It was by a band called Berlinist. Um, they don't really have uh, like how many members in the band, but basically, they have a homepage that says, he, uh, Welcome to our home. Here you can find what we made and what we are going to do next. If you know, don't know who we are or what we do, Berlinist is a music band and a producer based in Barcelona, that is Spain. Uh, for the last two years, we've been producing original music for digital apps, art exhibitions, and video games. Uh, they, they have a work page. You can contact them. And the main link on their page is for the, the Gris uh, soundtrack which again is on sale on Steam, and it's on iTunes. I'm going to pick it up after I'm done recording this. Um, and um, there is a YouTube clip I found from Berlinist, uh, directed by Oscar Martello. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and it includes some singers. Uh, it is a song. It's basically the, the ending song of the game. It was performed by uh, Adriana Aranda, uh, Alicia Ray, Anna Garcia, Analia Investia, Elesbert uh, uh, Yorba, and uh, Gemma Gamara. I hope I'm saying that wrong. I probably, um, you know, butchered all of that. I deeply apologize. But basically, the video is called Berlinist Singing Until Our Voices Get Lost, Gris Part 1 and 2. It is basically, like a lot of people pointed out, there is a... Uh, um, and like usually there's there's no dialogue in the game like i said in my um early impressions but there is these notes sung towards the end and i thought it was just a person that they like overdubbed but this is a um i can't even add one two three four five six people singing uh acapella harmonizing off each other making this incredible um part of this incredible soundtrack uh berlinist also did an amazing job um, they have links on YouTube if you like the, um, you can listen to it, it's a three minute track, three minutes and 33 seconds, maybe listen to it, decide, um, you know, if you like more of the track, listen to the whatever, again, I'm spoiling the whole thing. So, um, also I found some, um, you know, some interviews with the creators, uh, on where their initial things was, but they did say, you know, we wanted to keep everything kind of open-ended because we wanted people to, um you know, bring their own interpretation of the game. 
basically what I said uh, at the spoiler um, at the um, impressions uh, podcast um, an episode ago was um, it has a minimal art styling. Uh, it was based on um, you know uh, they saw um, like one of the art directors was working with somebody and saw that the guy had like a character that was black and white on a page and the idea was to fill in the co- colors as you go along. So you start out as black and white. It's minimalist. It does say here on um, Wikipedia, and I was able to find it from other sources, that um, partway through the the development, the team consulted with a psychologist about the game's narrative themes of grief, especially the five stages of grief, and depression resulting in gameplay decisions to echo the turmoil of the main character. An example of this is how the beginning of the game, the player is unable to jump, which helps reinforce the notion that something is wrong with her, with with this girl. Um, the art style created some unique problems for the developers. Since the game became more lively as players progress, designing the, the early areas in an appealing way proved challenging. The team eventually solved this problem by taking inspiration from uh, Wagumi-style aquariums. Another challenge issued was readability, which resulted in several level designs and camera angles tweaks during development. Initially, the main character's dress was going to change as more colors become unlocked. However, this eventually proved impractical due partly to the camera angles of the game. This is a 2D platformer. I can't believe I didn't say that uh, in my early impression view. This is a 2D platformer where you're jumping between platforms to solve puzzles and move through the world. So that is Gris, kind of in a nutshell. It was nominated for several awards. Um, It won the Game Developer's Choice Awards in 2019. Um, It won a Best Indie Game for the Italian Video Game Awards. And it... um, and won for best gameplay for the game of Ch- game for change awards, and it and it won games for impact for the game awards. Again, this is almost like a sketchbook style game, like you would see an artist sketch out, almost like fashion drawings or just like uh, sketches in general. But they do it color, and it's it's beautiful. And again, it starts as black and white, but you unlock certain colors as the game evolves. So, um, you try to bring. Sorry, you try to bring color back to this gray world. The first color you unlock is red. You're in a desert environment. The puzzles are pretty amazing. The first, you unlock new abilities. The, the one of the abilities is you can jump. They mentioned I mentioned that earlier. Uh, the next one is you have the ability to you basically collect these stars, and when you go up to them, you'll see like something you jump in that looks like a box. And it'll have like two little dots. And if you have two stars, they'll light up and you'll unlock a talent or an ability. If they do not, then one of them will turn red and make a little musical note. So, you know, like, hey, you have one, but you need the other one. Uh, Most of the puzzles get more complicated as time goes on, where you're basically unlocking these constellations as uh, that you see in the sky. And also, when you unlock stars, when you get done with the level, not only do you unlock colors, but these stars shoot up in the sky and create a constellation, which you find out later is a ladder to climb up to the heavens, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, I might have missed some. I think I missed constellations, but you didn't miss the stars because you need the stars to advance. The constellations is kind of like a an alternate... Um, I think there's like an alternate scene. Uh, I didn't watch it online. I'm, it, it says when you... This is when you beat the game, you can actually go back and unlock things by chapter as opposed to playing the whole game again, which was nice. My wife only played a little bit of this game, and I had to like over—I had to overwrite her file to play, and she said it was fine because she only played a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I beat the game in about four and a half hours. Um, so yeah, let me just go through the game. So um, yeah, you the puzzles in in the red the desert environment are pretty good. You learn basically your dress becomes a brick. You have to weigh yourself down. The wind kicks up and tries to push you away, and uh, it's really frustrating. But there's some interesting puzzles with like basically with weights. You have to weigh yourself down, and it unlocks like a a seesaw that'll unlock a door or something like that. And you're kind of like high up. Um, there's all these weird windmill motifs and stuff, and that's pretty interesting. The next um, color you unlock is green. Uh, you go down to the forest. Obviously, everything's green. You find a little block creature that kind of follows you around. Uh, you befriend him by finding uh, square apples, which I thought was kind of cool. Once you give him enough square apples, he follows you around and he imitates you. So he's a block. If you make yourself really weighted, you slam down on the ground with your block dress. He slams down on the ground, so you're able to unlock things. And he talks to plants every once in a while, and it, it'll open up a new part of the environment. That was my only real gameplay quibble was there was one moment where he needed to jibber to the jibber jabber to the plants again there's no dialogue in this game just noises and sound effects he did a little jibber jabber and i was next to it i didn't move correctly so i needed to move a little bit closer and then um you know then he talked and i was able to move on um again some things are missable in the game you find constellations when you go to the pause menu everything looks like a constellation like well i'll say like a solar system like the title gris is in the center and then the options like resume, uh, stuff like that is kind of rotating around the title. Um, you know, a la the sun, stars, earth, that kind of thing. Um, but what happens is when you unlock red and green, those things kind of overlay in the world. So you literally are adding more and more color, not just unlocking green to make the world green or red to make the world red. These things are becoming, you know, together or whatever. So um, I took some notes here. Um, the, the, the forest didn't have as difficult as puzzles as, uh, desert. I thought it was kind of a tutorial level, but I thought the puzzles were more difficult in the red section. Again, uh, you can go to IGN or whatever, uh, they will do full or, you know, GameSpot or whatever. They'll do a full breakdown of the puzzles. I just thought it was an interesting way, you know, as they're giving you these abilities, you're really navigating these environments and you find that the, um, as things go on, uh, things get more and more hostile to you. You're basically uh, in the palm, like I said in the Impressions uh, podcast, you're in the palm of this statue that is cracked, a woman. And you were also a woman, so it's almost a thing of something terrible has happened and you've broken up. In fact, when you move through the desert early in the game, you see these statues of, like these cracked stone statues of women holding up parts of the world and stuff like that. So um, this theme is just like reinforced over and over again. Again, they talked about the five stages of grief. It could be any kind of trauma you're trying to put back together. In fact, later in the game, you literally try to put the statue back together through singing. So maybe um, working with the band, the Berlinists, they thought that song was important, or maybe they were trying to come up with the idea of like your passion. Maybe uh, Gris had a Gris or Gris had a passion for singing, and they wanted to say she needed to find her voice again. I thought it was all very effective. Um, again, let me just go through the game again. Again, green, like, the puzzles weren't as... It was more of, like, uh, you know, there's some light jumping and stuff like that, but not real head-scratchers. I did look a couple of them up because I wanted to get done with the game, but they weren't that challenging. What I notice with puzzles in me all the time, it seems like it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't turn left where I should have turned left. I missed that left. It's, like, really simple stuff that kind of drives me crazy. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, the next color is... Um, 
a bird at the end of green comes after you and caws at you and it looks like it's ink and it blows you away so you have to use your weighted ability you also get a double jump uh, a floaty jump you have to use those things and move their platforms uh, you ring a bell the bird kind of goes away the sound makes it go away um, yeah I thought that was interesting the next color that's unlocked is blue you're under water I mean you know what is there to say about underwater levels nobody really likes underwater levels at all I did like this though because it seems like they really did think about movement again you have to find these constellations to move these stars to move on that kind of unlock in the sky you find them to get abilities and you find them to um, traverse so you find basically swimming um, this is the only time that like the game really stops and tells you hey you got to do some things to move on you can't just skip these collectibles or whatever um, because you can't see because the water's so deep. But I think what they did with moving, with you find these birds that if you jump next to them, you can jump again and they shoot you in the air. So a combination between that and swimming, they speed it up enough. They make the movement feel, no pun intended, fluid enough for you to feel like you're moving through the environment. That's one thing I hate with swimming levels. It just always seems slow, like you're not moving. But this, it's like you have a, like a, a like a, burst button where you do burst of speed and you can pretty much spam that and you're just moving these environments but they did a good job putting like jellyfish in there but again you're kind of in the murky depths of your feelings I guess is what it is and it um it does good you start getting chased by an eel um that's when you kind of lose control and it's more of like a cinematic you have to watch this eel chase you um it was good, but in the end, uh, this turtle lights up. You get these constellations that lights a turtle up that goes deeper in the water and kind of helps you out. And then in the end, it's incredibly great because right as the eel's about to chase you and get you, this turtle comes back, lights up, chases the eel away, and you're able to escape to the next area, which is the color yellow. And also, because it's yellow, you're in a constellation um, motif. You're closer to the sky. Um, everything you see and they've kind of combined all the elements you've seen before so they do this thing with gravity since you're in the uh, um, constellation area I guess um, not only are you seeing light now yellow um, if you go you'll see a line drawn through some of the level and if you cross that line the gravity will reverse and you'll spin around so some of the platforms is actually upside down which does kind of break your brain a bit um, but I liked it um, again, there was a couple puzzle things I missed that I had to look up, and it was one of those things of like, again, darn it, I didn't go left when I should went right. Um, but I was able to make, basically figure it out. But I think the end of this game, I had a problem with, and not for it wasn't impactful or whatever. It didn't run well on my Switch, and it sounded like somebody was doing a traffic report in a helicopter when it's, again, I said, a Berlinist, the musicians, the uh, five women who sang were amazing, six women. Uh, it was amazing. It sounded great. You go through this massive cutscene where the eel comes back and tries to eat you, but just as it does, you find your voice. That's the last power you got in the game. You sing, and, and flowers bloom, and it opens up new um, platforming possibilities. So it makes like an like the longer you hold A down, it, a circle grows out from you, and it stays. When you let A go, the circle disappears. And in that circle, plants will grow. It'll unlock those birds I mentioned before, or butterflies. I don't really, can't really tell. But if you jump in them, it'll open up new platforming possibilities. And I do like that it's like towards the end of this game, this character is literally finding her voice. She's able to sing now. Uh, it was beautiful. Again, I went over the Berlinist 
go there, support them. Um, and the end of the thing is, you know, hey, right when this eel goes to attack you, you, um, you know, sing before the oil. You're standing on the statue that was holding you in the beginning and has been put back together. This woman who is whatever, broken. Um, and right as the oil or the darkness is about to consume you, uh, your voice rings out and the statue starts singing as well. And you guys sing and the, the darkness goes away. And the statue becomes repaired. Again, uh, you've now found all the colors. Color sweeps through the motif of the game. The statue is now colored. The environments behind the statue are colored. All the color is back. And it puts you back to the point where you were trying to climb the constellations to get to the heavens, and you do that, and it's very glorious. But again, my switch, the terrible thing was it sounded like somebody was doing a traffic report, and it stuttered a lot. So instead of this grand uh, moving thing, it just sounded choppy, and it was kind of a bummer. So I need to go back and watch that game line. Apparently, again, there's another scene, but I didn't watch that. I... um. You know, I'm still thinking this is a very beautiful game. Uh, again, it was a hand-drawn style, uh, minimalist, um, things like that. They want you to bring your own impressions to it. Um, I think it's beautiful. And because of that, I think it deserves the awards it won. You know, not a lot of games, even by indie developers, are able to just say, hey, we're not going to have dialogue in this game. You know, I can't think of any games recently that came out where there's no dialogue and you have to traverse the environment. Uh, and then... You know, because there's very little UI, like once you get a new power, it'll tell you, hey, hold this button. And I'm sure I kind of went to the option menus and looked it up like I did in Hellblade. But this was just um, great for really pulling back and allowing you to just experiment the game. Like I read in the early impressions video, there's no death. If you fall, you just fall to a different platform. So you can literally pick yourself up and kind of go on from there. I like that there was no death screen. Even in Hellblade, there was like a death screen, which kind of bugged me because I was having problems getting the game to run. So you don't know if it's crashed because it's not running correctly or if I died for falling off something or what, you know. So, um, yeah, I guess you got to take out of this game what you put in, uh, what you're thinking, uh, stuff like that. It, it, to me, I you know, it for me, it did signify grief. Uh, to be able to come out of it and find your voice, you know, I've talked a little bit about that, about trying to be more creative and write and things like that, and I I, uh, I thought it was good. I'm still thinking about the game. Uh, the art style is unmatched. Uh, I probably mentioned this a couple times, but they, it did add a film grain to it, which gave it, you really noticed it, like, when stuff would turn to white or black or, like, load in the next environment, it looked beautiful. So I cannot reckon, reckon, uh, recommend this game enough. Plagris uh support local indie developer well not local support well if you're from barcelona then it is local for you <laughs> thanks for listening to the show by the way if you're from barcelona but um yes uh buy gris play gris enjoy gris uh buy the soundtrack i'm gonna do that right after i log off so anyway uh i think that's it this week guys but i want to remind you that this podcast will hit my website www.gamingwithgrief.com monday morning at 7 a.m please go there uh let me know what you think of the show if you have a game you want to review leave it there you can write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, give me a comment, rate me, let me know what you think. If you have something you want to talk about, you can drop it there. I'll read it over the show. If not, I don't have to. Um, or you can find me um, on Twitter at Joe, 
or please subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or from the Google Play Store. Give me all the likes, the subscribes, things like that. Let me know what you think of the show or what I can do to improve. And I think with that, I will leave you guys. It has been a good show. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.